Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back yet again to another part of the video games cover-to-cover coverage of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah, this is video slot 5000. <laughs> I was like, what are you upset about? Uh, now it makes sense. Uh, so, yes, <laughs> this is apparently Andrew and video slot 5000 here to talk about um, part five, I think. Pretty sure this is six. Oh, whatever. One of those. It's episode 49. Yes. That one I know for a fact. I think Likewise. it might be six. It might be. You might be five. I don't know who's right. I don't. It doesn't matter. It does What matter. I do know is that last week we left off with completing all the side quests from Aerith, talking about the rude rage. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. And we were just getting ready to get back to her house after fighting Rude. Yes. I, I fought Rude before I went back to her house for for whatever reason. I didn't do. I actually fought him before I went back and fought the three boss creature things from the old man quest, which oh. I thought that old man's quest was actually he like yells at you at the end of it. And I know what Cloud was doing. Yeah, that whole that whole thing felt really weird because like Cloud, he he complains that he couldn't go there because his back, like he can't wa- really walk very well or whatever. And then Cloud gives him the key and says, "Hey, you should take this back to the kids." And I, I, the obvious thing there was, you know, he's basically trying to get him to move and show him he can still move just fine or move well enough to. But then, yeah, he just winds up yelling at you, like, weren't you listening? I just said I can't do this. And, like, that was just kind of a weird... And then he's like, okay, it'll be 5,000 gil. And he's like, that's insane! These kids today! And and it just kind of ends there. And when my wife was playing through that, she was kind of like, aw, I like what he did there. And I was like, wait, what? The dude just yelled at Cloud for essentially no reason. And she's like, well, I meant what Cloud was doing. And I'm like, yeah, I get what Cloud was doing, but that guy was a total jerk about it. Cloud's only response should just be like, okay, boomer. (laughs) And then he walks away. I know that would, you know, invalidate the whole point that Cloud was trying to make. But after he was a super giant jerk about it, that that would be my response. Uh, So then we go back to to her house. and, And just like last time, you you have a scene. Uh, you you actually eat dinner, yeah, uh, with them. Which I don't know if you got that last time. It was just kind of implied. But then the exact same thing happens when Aerith goes up to get whatever she needs. Her mom is essentially like, "Hey, soldier boy, you need to leave him." She's much more hostile to you than she was in the original. I mean, oh yeah, she the was gist like, of what get out. She says essentially the same thing she said before, but yeah, she she's much like in the in the original game. It felt more like you know I'd really like it if you could leave, and in this one, she's basically like get out before I kick you out. And that's the thing; it's kind of hard to convey emotion through text, which is honestly surprising how a lot of games got around that uh, just by the writing and stuff that they that they had, and you know other elements like ominous music and everything like that to clearly say, yeah, no, this is a bad thing that's happening. But when, you know, newer games like this where, yeah, we fully intended her to be really upset. Yeah. <laughs> and want you to leave as soon as possible. And, and and I can get where she's coming from, given the history of what's happened there. But, like, 
Yeah, it, it definitely had a very different feel than the original did. In her defense, all she knows is that you're a soldier. Yeah. She doesn't really know much about your story at all. And even though Aerith trusts you, I mean, Aerith is really nice to Reno and Rude. Uh, even when you were about to fight Rude, she's like, hey, Cloud, he's really not a bad guy. And then Rude's like, yes, I may not be all bad, but sometimes I have to do bad things. Yeah, which basically I really liked that. And I we forgot to mention it last week, but that's actually something I wanted to say because that draws a lot of parallels between like the Turks and Avalanche because it's ba- they basically have sort of the same position of we're not necessarily bad people, but we have to do bad things for what for what we're working for. In Rude's case, for his job and Avalanche for what they believe in. With the exception that I, I would argue Rude is worse. Oh, yeah. Reno and Rude are worse because they could easily just quit. Oh, no, no, no. I don't. They could come across a situation and just be like, no, I'm out. I'm not doing that thing because that that's th- the most horrible thing I've ever heard. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, they were recurring villains in the original game, too. They were one of the few things, like, you fought Reno and Rude several times during the original Final Fantasy VII, because they keep showing up. They're one of the few, like, Shinra presences that continually happens. But I just thought it was interesting, because it just kind of painted that that parallel, and it kind of ties back to a similar thing, like we were talking about. You know, you can be a good person fighting for a noble cause or whatever and still be doing bad things, just like we talked about. And But they're not Reno, even fighting for a noble well, and I was cause. About to say, it's literally and, just a job for them. Reno and Rude are kind of like the the... I guess, evil side of that, you know, where they're just doing what they have to do, but they're not really fighting for a more noble purpose. They're doing it because, like you said, it's their job. And so, like, they're, like, almost the inverse of what, like, the avalanche-type people are doing. And they could easily just quit. And I kind of hope we have moments with them later that more allude to, you know, the more Tifa side of things, where Tifa is in avalanche and she's doing the things that avalanche does but she's very clearly against it and i really hope we get that with rude and reno because especially if Aerith is like oh you know rude's not such a bad guy you know he that implies that over the years they've kind of gotten to know each other and it, it's just one of those things that you know for for whatever reason they 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 have a cordial relationship so i hope on some level that they have kind of like a Tifa moment and maybe decide to do things a little bit differently, AKA maybe not dropping the plate on a bunch of people. So I will say in the original game, they do eventually have that moment, but obviously it is way beyond the the point of where this game is going to cover. But I just wanted to let you know that they do eventually have that sort of moment in the original version. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. I mean, assuming they still, in this version, drop the plate on people. I don't necessarily care how good you are after that point. Yeah, no, I get you. I mean, there's there's really no coming back from that sort of moment. I, I get you. Do I think that they're going to stop, not them specifically, but do I think the game is going to stop the whole plate from falling? No, I don't. That's such a pivotal move in the original game. I don't think it's going to stop, but given how many chapters are, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to happen now, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Now, even though we are kind of getting into the wall market 
stuff in this episode and again i still just don't see how it's not going to be an immediate thing it's just you know i kind of hope those two have that moment otherwise it's like yeah i don't really care if they're allegedly good guys later i'm always going to super hate them for that because that's like i disagree with that with what avalanche does i 100 percent super disagree with everything shinra's doing and they are literally just paid by Shinra to do a job. They can very clearly take care of themselves. They 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 obviously are like soldier levels in power. Like you were saying before, they're basically secret agents for Shinra. If they just continue along with that plan all willy-nilly and whatever, yeah, super hate them, don't care. I will say... I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I, I did find it hilarious that Rude apparently just has like a million pairs of sunglasses in his coat. What do you mean? Because he he breaks his glasses like two multiple times in that fight and then just pulls out a brand new pair and puts them back on. I mean, he's a man with a look and that look includes glasses. I mean, he wears his look well. Don't, I'm not disputing that. I just thought that was really funny that he's just like, oh, okay. And then just pulls off the broken glasses and puts a new pair on like nothing happened. Which just kind of speaks to his character. He's he's prepared for eventualities. Well, he's he's very like particular. Yeah, and and again, he has a plan because again, he planned for well, what happens if I get in a fight and I break multiple pairs of glasses? Which I can say is a really stupid plan. He's he's got a plan for something unbelievably dumb, <laughs> unless we find out later that his eyes are sensitive to light or something. And he needs the sunglasses. But again, I don't really care what happens to his character at this point. Because so far, he hasn't shown me anything other than, hey, I'm just going to immediately fight you for presumably no reason. Well, because he wants Aerith. Yeah, I get that. But if they haven't taken her to this point, I really don't know what they're waiting on. Because if they haven't, you know, Liam Neeson her at this point. I don't understand what they're waiting on. And how does fighting Cloud, Reno, or Rude even relate to to, to Aerith? It's basically just like, hey, Aerith is here. Let's fight this guy who's hanging out with her. That's like, what? Okay, so Aerith has a boyfriend now. We got to kill him. (laughs) That makes no sense. Although I will say, Rude specifically only fights you, he mentions, because you beat up Reno. Yeah. He's like, well, you put the beat down on my partner and I need to get revenge for that. So I will say at least his motives are somewhat honorable, I guess. More more understandable than just, hey, let's fight. (laughs) Like, hey, you beat up my friend. You know, that's not cool. I'm going to beat you up. It's It's like if I found out somebody beat you up on the street, I'd be like, okay, well, that's not cool. I'm going to go destroy that person. Thank you, Chris. I mean, please don't go randomly beating up people, but I appreciate the sentiment. I'm not going <laughs> to randomly beat people up. I'm only going to beat someone in the event that they've beaten you. Okay. That's not random. That's just revenge. And <laughs> I'm going to get it. <laughs> Again, the, in, in this game, they also, just like you were saying, they are going to include everything into a minute detail up to including they put a bunch of random garbage on the ground for when you're trying to sneak out of the house and you bump into anything, Aerith yes. is like, hey, is it you? All of a sudden, there's random garbage everywhere. 
I will say I was a little surprised and disappointed there is not an achievement for getting out of there without bumping anything. It's almost as if Aerith just went downstairs right after you went to bed and threw a bunch of garbage around with the foreknowledge that this was going to occur. To be fair, given what happens later, that does seem like exactly what happened. Except for the fact that her mom is immediately downstairs and immediately has this long conversation with Cloud about how, so you're leaving, right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm leaving. That that felt weird even in the original game, and it feels even weirder in the remake because of things like that, yes. Because somehow she's simultaneously in her room and not, because if you do anything, she's in her room and comes out and, and does something, but if you don't, she's ready to meet you and somehow got ahead of you. Schrodinger's Aerith. Yes, exactly. It's Schrodinger's Aerith. Except that you have this long conversation with her mom, so it's very clear that she snuck out. Yeah, she could get out hearing you have the conversation. Like, maybe she heard you have the conversation or whatever and then slipped out the window. Like, there's a little more justification for how she gets ahead of you in this one. Her mom's obviously very bad at at threats because as soon as Cloud gets down there, she's like, you're gonna leave. You never talk to her again. I don't want everyone to see your face again. You suck. I hate you. You get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. You never speak to her. Meanwhile, Aerith is just like, oh, she wakes up out of a dead sleep. Oh, I guess mom is being mom again, yelling at all my boyfriends <laughs> with a shotgun and breaks out of a room and then goes and meets Cloud because there's only one route out of this town. There's only yep. one way you can go. And sure enough, obviously, Aerith is there. And she just steps out of the shadows like, hey, where are you going? I, I really wish Cloud's first response is, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to talk to you. <laughs> like he's actually for explicit yeah. instructions. She yelled at me like a lot. Okay. I like I <laughs> to talk to you again. There were guns involved. <laughs> and Aerith is like cloud. You have a gigantic sword that can block essentially any bullet. I'm just imagining her like sitting downstairs in a rocket cha- rocking chair, like polishing the shotgun. Uh, no, no, no. A rocket chair. <laughs> That's even better. Andrew, you said it right. The first time. She's sitting downstairs in a rocket chair, getting ready to fire off bombs. She's going to do like strafing runs on you with her. The whole time she's secretly following behind you, like flying into the chair, like, oh, he's talking to her. One thing this guy does, if anything he does, I'm going to take him out. If he so much as looks at her. So then you catch up with Aerith and then immediately get bombed by her mom. Once again, what you said really reigns true because that little hand thing that was in the original game that I think comes up like once and not even in this section. What hand thing? The hand thing in, in the ground, the giant hands. Oh, there's one of those in the original game, a gigantic hand. Do you not remember the gigantic construction hands that you literally had to solve puzzles? Right, right, right. Oh, sorry. I got, yeah. The minute I, 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 when you were talking about the hand, I'm like, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, the cr- the crane things. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gigantic, not cranes, they're gigantic hands. I mean, yes, they, they are. I didn't, yeah, but yes, you're right. There was one of those in the main game, and you didn't even activate it. And now there's like six of them. And there's a ton of them. And you use those as a puzzle to get materia, basically get, have Aerith get materia for you, and then get her from one side to the other, which... I really liked up until the very last one when you had to move, you had to pick her up, put her on a platform, 
move a container box, move her onto the container box. She'll go get the materia. Then you got to move her, then move the container, then move the container again, then put the other container on there, then move her, then move her again, and then move her. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I got about to the point on that one where I was like, I, I was about ready to look it up. And then I actually got a, as I was literally going and opening up a browser, it popped up and said, hey, maybe you should try stacking the containers on top of each other. And I'm like, thanks, game. You clearly knew that everybody was going to get tired here because you, you told us the solution. I never got to that point because I knew exactly what I needed to do. It, it, as soon as you couldn't drop the one box, I was like, oh, obviously that hand is not the range of motion is not enough for it to actually get down there. I get it. You got to move both boxes. I was just, once I realized that, I was so annoyed that I was like, is the material even worth it? But I'm pretty sure that one is either synergy or elemental, and it was 100% worth it. And there was no way that I was not getting it because it was a blue materia. And I think it's it's the second blue materia you receive. And I'm like, okay, blue is very important. Blue is Which, a again, must have. It's so wild considering how blue was all, like almost the most common in the original game. And now you can barely find them because they're never for sale or anything either. It's probably because the blue make magic so much more powerful because of that, because of the elemental all and the way it works now, it really makes magic so much more powerful and synergy. The main party member casts a spell and then everyone else casts a spell like that's powerful. Oh, yeah. No, there's some cool things you could do with with your linked materia and stuff, but it is just really interesting. And I think that's also why. It feels like linked materia slots are a lot less common on your weapons and armor for the same reason, because the blues can make such a huge difference now. If everybody had a blue linked materia, normal would be easy mode. And easy mode would just be like child's play. (laughs) After you get through that whole section, and and I really, and the part that I really started to, to really come around on Aerith is that she first tries to give you a high five. And she's like, oh, oh. yeah, and she then she's really disappointed. <laughs> he's like, I, I, what? I don't get it. And then she tries to give you a high five again. And again, he's like, no, just looking at her like she's a moron. And then she kind of puts her hands down and she's like, oh, and then he looks down at his hand like, I don't what? And, so then and you then do you it do, again. Yeah. But this time you go to give her a high five and she just walks away. And she's like, oh, oh, sorry. And he's like, what? I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. He's like, I swear, next time we'll be in sync. He's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And then she winds up high-fiving Tifa like constantly. It's just like her thing. Well, and then at the very end, you have the option. I'm, I don't know if it was an option, but I did it because then you have the option to hold triangle and then give her a, give her an actual high-five at the very end. Oh yeah, I was, there was no way I was not I was not going to leave her hanging again. Because then she ends up giving more high fives. You're right. She's like that that's her thing is high fives or high tens. Yeah. I, I want to see somebody come in and give her like a low five just to and throw she, her for a little bit to say like she'll be like I don't know what's going on. What is this? What is this black magic? <laughs> what have you done? Is this the black materia? <laughs> <laughs> but that revives Sethroff somehow. No, the black materia summons meteor. What revives Sethroff? I thought it was the black materia. No, Sethroff is alive the whole time, revived the whole time. 
I thought he you had to get him out of wherever he was in. And you, I thought you released him. He was definitely stuck or he would have just went out and did whatever he wanted. That's why I mean, he had to use the clones. He's in a Chris like he's basically stuck in like a more or less like a giant material, like a big, huge crystal that is like concentrated life stream. And then you do eventually catch up to him. But like he's yeah, because he's manipulating stuff until then. But the only time you actually interact with him like directly is when he's the actual final boss. I could have sworn you were your team was the one that released him or Cloud did or something. I mean, yeah, Cloud does a lot of stuff that basically helps him out because Cloud. Well, because he's manipulating him. Right. It's not just because Cloud, it's because he's manipulating him. You're not giving Sethoroff enough credit, and that's why I don't think you like him as much as you should or do. The the entire time he is manipulating Cloud, which is why Cloud essentially helps him, because he's manipulating him to do exactly what he wants. Yes. Back to back to Aerith. Uh, so that, that whole section is where I really... Uh, really started to, to to really like Aerith. And then basically all of Wall Market, I was like, I want you as a permanent party member. And then again, thinking back on it, not only was there only like one hand thing, but this whole section with the hand cranes or whatever was like one screen <laughs> in the original game. And it's basically an entire chapter. And, and I there there is one thing that I realized you could do. I realized you could like, shake the crap out of Aerith with the hands. If you moved them really quickly, it would be like, and she would, you just see her character just flail all over the place. And it was really funny to me. Oh, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't even think to try that. And then there was another time where you could basically give her a concussion What (laughs) on the final area on those two containers. There really isn't a whole lot of area for her to go to. And if you take the hand down and go down too far, it'll just keep slamming into her over and over and over. And she's just like, ah, ah, cloud. (laughs) Wow. I didn't want to give her a concussion, but I probably gave her three or four just because it was so funny that it was an option. That is really funny. The attention to detail on stuff, which I know I've mentioned before, but I've been really impressed by the level of detail of a lot of stuff. And like, this is just reinforcing that. And, and then you, there's also a section in this same part where you go into like, not quite like the sewers, but like the lower part of, of the busted up area. And you fight those random bandits that have names. Did you oh, scan yeah. those guys? Burt, Bur- like Burke's bandits Something or whatever. And, yeah. Did you scan those guys? Cause their descriptions were really funny. No, their special abilities, like the leader guy, Burke or whatever, his special ability was pretending to know things he didn't actually know. That was literally listed as his ability. And the other two, their special ability was play dead. <laughs> That's funny. Which is what happens because you beat them up and they just lie there. And you could literally stand there and listen to them whispering to each other like, are, are they still here? Just no. Just like, yes, they're here. Just, just stay quiet and pretend. And uh, then when you go through that little rubble section, they would run off. They they run off, and I immediately tried to go back to see if they were, if there was a way to like catch them or something. And I mean, obviously, video game their character models just disappeared. But I was really hoping I get to see them like run off, scampering away. So you get through all these tunnels, and you come out, you wind up in that little uh, playground, which is just like the exact same place from the first game, from the original game. There's these huge doors b- between the sectors, which again we're already we're there in the first game, but. Unlike the first game where apparently he was just going to walk through them, they 
successfully recognize that these doors are gigantic and we're going to need another solution. So once again, Aerith, who apparently knows everything about everything, which is in- really interesting, is like, oh yeah, there's a secret tunnel under this play area. And so she like crawls in there to do it. And then while that's happening, the doors open and they see the Chocobo come through with Tifa. No, the, she crawls in there and then crawls back out and then says, hey, are you ready to go? And you have the option to say yes or no. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But when you say yes, that's when it happens. Yeah. Then you're about to leave because what happens is Cl- Cloud comes back and says, are you going to be able to make it back on your own? She's like, yeah, I know this super secret extra passage that has no one in it at all. I just didn't want to show you that one because it's my own extra secret. And then he he's kind of like, yeah, so you can make it back on your own. And she's like, yeah, but even if I can't, and he's like, I'll take you. And then as soon as he says that, the doors open up. Yeah, and, well, they're having that little discussion. And then, yeah, it's a wagon with a chocobo. Except like for him. the fact that Cloud immediately recognizes this girl as Tifa. I don't know how he did that because in the sporty dress, she looks like Chun-Li. Yes, and she looks like Chun-Li, but like with a tiger print thing. Going her on. hair is very, very different, and you just see the side of her face. So Cloud must be the ultimate childhood friend because there is, if if it wasn't for the fact that I knew that was Tifa, I was immediately like, uh, there is no way on earth that he would recognize that girl as Tifa because that just looks like some random girl. Now, with the different dresses where her hair isn't in a bun, it's very clear that you can tell it's Tifa, but with the sporty dress that I had, yeah, no, it was very much not, I, I could not tell that was her. I had the same dress too. And yeah, it was like, it was like Chun-Li with like a tiger print thing going on. It was, it was a very nice dress. So, so Andrew, I, I, I was so happy to see Tifa again. So infinitely happy. And, and, and that dress, she looked gorgeous in that dress. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she looked great in the mature dress as well. Uh, Cause my wife ended up getting the mature dress on, on her save through or, or her save file because she looked up which one was blue and then went with that. <laughs> I, I, I will say I, I, I still like the sporty dress better. I, I, I still like it way better. I haven't looked at the others, but I did really like it. And, and what's even more confusing to me is the sporty dress is more provocative in my opinion than the exotic dress. I don't know what the other dresses look like. I mean, I can kind of imagine the mature one because I remember what it looked like in the original game. So the exotic dress is basically a kimono. Oh, okay. I think I have seen that. It's like a skimpy kimono with leggings. I guess from a culture perspective, maybe that would be more provocative than, than Chun-Li's, but I, I just don't see it. I don't understand. Maybe exotic just in this game means something very different from the exotic I was thinking. I mean, I I guess exotic would probably just mean like, you know, if you think of Midgar, most people dress very similar to how we do. So dressing in what in that world would probably be like a Wu Tai style. I mean, maybe because I guess Madam M is the masseuse or whatever. And she's she's in a kimono as well. A kimono that she's just decided to never put on properly. <laughs> But, but yeah, so I, I, I just wanted to say that I, I prefer the sporty dress because I think it, 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 it's overall look. She just gorgeous. 
you actually catch up to her a little bit and, t- and talk to her there, which is di- also different from the one where you just see her go by and then you decide to follow to try to make sure, was that actually her? Is she in danger, et cetera? Here, you actually like catch up and grab onto the back of it and have a conversation with her. This is one of the biggest examples I have of the difference between the way he treats her and the way he treats Aerith. Because Cloud jumps up on the back of it and she says, hey, I'm going to be fine. You already know how great of a fighter I am. And he's immediately like, you know what? You're right. Steps off and just starts to to turn around. And that's when Aerith is like, uh, no, you're not, Buster. <laughs> Don Corneo is way worse than you think he is. You are not letting her do that on her own. And I'm sure Tifa's amazing, but you are not allowing her to go in there alone. Which once again comes back to... Aerith having like a really stubborn personality, which is actually very endearing for her. But like, yet again, you know, she wants something, she's going to get it and she's not going to take no for an answer. Yeah. Andrew, this right now is where we officially start what dictates the dress cloud will eventually wear. Oh, I see. Because the very first thing you do is you talk to Sam. The, the guy who was driving the ranch. wagon. Well, no, that yeah. wasn't him. It was his ranch hand. Oh, right. But you you talk to his ranch hand, who's basically like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know what you're talking about, which I kind of get from his perspective. It's like, dude, I don't know you. I'm not just going to tell you the life story of the patron I just took from one place to another. Otherwise, you're like really bad at your job. Yeah, I would imagine for the sort of things that he probably transports people to, given what Walmart is like, it's probably for the best that he doesn't ask too many questions himself. And so then his manager's like, what's all this ruckus about? And his voice sounded so familiar. I cannot place who it was, but he sounded like John Wayne or something from one of those old movies. Like, well, here we go. Let's do this thing. And here's a coin and I'm going to flip the heads or tails. And the first thing he asks you to try and figure out who the person was is how what how can you best describe this person? She is fit or or her her body is good, I guess. She's a great fighter or she's great at handling the books. What did you choose? I think I picked she's great at handling the books cuz then Aaron's was like I do not understand how that is remotely relevant right now. That is uh definitely what you chose because that's what I chose and uh, Aerith was immediately like uh what does that have to do with anything? Oh, you mean Tifa? <laughs> yeah, man. Clearly, her bartending ability has reached far and wide as that sentence was, oh, you mean Tifa? Oh, well, guess what there, cloudy boy? She's going to be picked by Corneo and you, but I can't do it anymore. I- <laughs> I, I just can't do it. You have this conversation with him. Uh, I think we all get the idea. My, my wife chose, I think, good body or something. <laughs> and Aerith immediately like looked over herself and she's like, does that really matter? <laughs> like, oh, Aerith, I'm sorry. It doesn't. Uh, so then you basically get the, okay, well, we need to go to Don Corneo. Right. The very first thing I did was I ran straight for Don Corneo. And this side quest popped up of 
Johnny running through the streets or whatever, but I'm like, I, I, I quite literally do not care about Johnny. I'll get to him later. Johnny is, I don't even know, man, because he's obviously a completely new character, but I'm like, of all the additions, he's the one I feel like so far I could have done without the most. Yeah, I don't really care about Johnny. Did you follow Johnny or not before you went to go see Corneo? I don't think so. Because a side quest pops up of, hey, look, it's Johnny. And he runs past you screaming about something. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 maybe I did. I don't remember doing that. Well, I guess we'll find out if that's what you did, because as of right now, our paths have not deviated. But I know for a fact you got a different dress than I did. Okay. I go to Corneo's, that Leslie guy who wins the award for punchable face slash attitude. <laughs> Well, really punchable attitude. There wasn't really anything wrong with his face. He reminded, he actually looked a lot like, um, I feel like he looked a lot like Noctis, but with a different hair color. Like I said, punchable face <laughs> and punchable attitude. Fair enough. And he's like, listen, you don't want anything to do with this. You need to get out of here. It doesn't matter. This girl's already going to be picked. I don't care. It's very ominous, way more ominous than what it felt like in the original game. It's also really interesting how much, and we'll get to that here in a minute, but that's really the first sign of it, how much everyone is constantly like, yeah, you really don't want to do this. It's like, you don't understand. Like, they're constantly trying to talk you out of it, out of anything to do with this in a way that I was really surprised by, because like... Leslie works for the guy, and he's like, yeah, no, don't, no, bad. Well, so does Sam, Madam M, and... Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, Andrea. Andrea. So you, Leslie tells you, if you want in that badly, you're going to need to go get... A recommendation from one of those three. Question. When you got into Walmart, did you find a hotel? Yes. And did you talk to the receptionist? Uh, I think so. That's where our paths deviated. Oh. I did not do that. That is one of the things that d happens in order to dictate what dress you get. Wow, what a randomly specific thing. There's a bunch of different stuff that dictates it. And so what happened for me is I immediately went back to Sam and he gives you, if you really want Aerithin, he gives you a coin toss decision of heads or tails or I don't know. Or, like, I, I'm not doing this. I immediately knew it was going to be rigged, but I still went ahead and picked Tails. Oh, that may be where a pass deviated then. I said, if I remember right... Because the three options were heads, tails, or I'm not doing this. Yeah, I said, I'm not going to gamble. To which Aerith is immediately like, I will, I will, heads! <laughs> yeah, no, I played along, but I fully expected it was going to be a fake, a cheating coin. But you're right, Andrew, it was rigged. Yes. Because when it's over, uh, Cloud asks to see the coin, and he just tosses it to you, and you get to see that it is a, a, a two-sided coin. Or, like, you know, both sides are the same. I'd like to point out that there's a head and a tail on both sides. Yeah. And I think the reason they did that is because if anyone chose heads, or if anyone chose tails, because you chose tails, Yeah. and he said it was heads. I chose nothing, and Aerith chose head. It's just one of those things of, Let's make the coin look like both because it's going to be a trick coin anyway. Yeah. So no matter what they choose, oh, yeah, there's a tail on it. Well, there's also a head. Okay, 
well, I guess it's the same anyway. What does it matter? Exactly. So at this point, then you have two options. Go, go to the Honeybee Inn. At least I had two options. Yes. Go to the Honeybee Inn, in which they refused to talk to me. Yes. And then go see Madam M. Which actually, Madam M's place is the first place I went, but the door's locked. So like you have to go to the other two first. So I go to Madam M, and who do I see running out of there, yelling about expenses? It's but John, John again. Yeah. There he is. He goes spread oh boy. And I go inside and we talk to Madam M. And it's a very cordial conversation up until we point out we'd like a recommendation for Corneo. And then she immediately uh, flips her lid. She goes like full on rage mode as if Rude had just kicked the crap out of her like three times and, and she didn't have wind yet. Then she kind of says, well, if you want to... If you want to do this, then you have to do something for me, and you have to get a massage or whatever. What did you choose? The expensive one. As did I. I don't think I've ever heard a more direct allegory to politeness than what I heard in this game outside of The Witcher, where you know for a fact they were polite. First of all, it's just a hand massage, which is incredibly strange. Yeah, that's what she specializes in. Hand massages. I have no idea. Now, I've never gotten a hand massage. I want to preface this statement. Whatever she did to Cloud was an enlightening experience because he comes out of there and he refuses to talk to Aerith. Lose control of him and actually take over as Aerith briefly because Cloud is in such a stupor. Because he leaving. needs to walk over and take a break and lean up against the wall. Because it was that intense. When you leave, it says HP and MP have been revived. And I'm like, that was a heck of a massage. (laughs) My guess is the reason it was just a hand massage is because they needed to keep that teen rating. I mean, yeah. Because he certainly doesn't react like it's a hand massage. They very clearly meant that for a polite massage and not a hand massage. And he like comes out and he's looking at his hand like he has just had the most intense experience of his life. Yeah, he, his mind this. has absolutely been blown. Oh, yeah. Now, I've never had a hand massage. Almost seems like I should go get one now. I mean, if they're anything like what it was advertised, apparently they are worth every penny. It's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to a person. At least if you pay for the expensive one. <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact that it's an excruciating experience if you pay for the cheap one, because that's what my wife did. Because I paid for the luxury, and she goes, okay, well. That was a lot better than mine, probably, right? No, no, no. She goes, I'm not doing that, because she's like, I don't want to sit here and listen to that again. (laughs) I'm like, I get it. I understand. Don't ever play The Witcher, or you will have a surprise. It's like That's like one of those scenes where... It happens, and then you really hope your parents don't walk in on you <laughs> yes. as a teen. You're like, no, 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 I swear, I'm just killing people. <laughs> yeah, because that is significantly better. That reminds me of um, when I was a, a teenager, I guess to you know date myself, Duke Nukem 3D came out, and that was you know one of the really big games, because that was a big, big time game. And my sister tried to get me in trouble because there were strippers in it. And, like, ratted me out to my parents. Like, no, 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 no. You understand. That's only, like, the beginning. You, you, I'm just killing people after that. There's no raw, There's no issues. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just walk past them. You don't do anything with them. You just go. Yeah, you pee in a urinal, and you kill people. Uh, there's no problems with that, right? That's just a normal day. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, culture makes total sense. After this massage, you are then told to, you have to go participate in a tournament. And if you participate, if you participate in the tournament, you will get a million dollar dress. Well, yeah, you get a very valuable dress because that's what the prize money is, is a million gill. Well, she specifically and- says a million dollar dress is what oh. it will take to be to win Corneo over. And if you're in the tournament, you'll get that. And he's like, well, is there prize money? Yeah, I just said the dress. That's what you're paying for. Although later on, when you win said dress, right before you win, she seems awfully mad that you were going to have to do one more fight. So I don't really think that dress is worth a million dollars. Because if she was getting a million dollars and then giving you a million dollar product, that would be a zero for her. Yeah, and she wouldn't be nearly as uh, upset about that. So you fight this tournament, and the first person that you, you, you fight is some random dog guy. And everybody's, you know, immediately like, oh, the two lovebirds are going to get killed. And then, of course, when you win, everybody's like, oh. And did you notice that there was flowers on the desk? Which desk? When, when you, after you win, you, you show up in that oh, little room. Right. There's four desks there. Huh. On one of the desks, there was a bouquet of flowers. The first no, time I you win. I, I didn't notice that. That's, that's a good touch. Did you notice in the other room, you could go talk to the people you just beat up every time? Yes. I, I have no idea how you didn't notice the, the flowers if you... I don't know. I guess I just didn't. It, it's just the first thing the camera f- focuses on, so I surprising, but... But each each round you get to heal yourself, which is nice. Yeah, you can because there's a bench, one of the healing benches, and uh, also an item vending machine, which is also helpful. And so you then fight Burke's bandits again, except this time they have friends, and th- there's like eight people, and then they're like, "Oh, the first the first rule of Fight Club is <laughs> there are no rules. there are no rules." If Corneo says it's okay, then it's okay. I'm like, well, wait a minute. So that would dictate that there are rules. Yeah, that would imply there's exactly one rule, and that is... I mean, those guys were were very frequently stupid because they kept clearly mispronouncing stuff, and they were very... Let's just say they were presented as very uneducated. They were were comic relief villains. Let's just be real. Yeah. And uh, then you beat them... And right before that fight, everyone's like, I lost a lot of money on you. You couples are garbage. I hate your face. This is terrible. What's wrong with you people? Why are you even still doing this? Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't care. I go through all eight dudes, and then the announcers are like, okay. Yeah, that was amazing. It was Cloud and Aerith against, uh, well, I don't really know how many of them there were anymore, but they won. What I also really liked about that was the three bandits again have like the exact same stats, but the guys that they bring with them are way stronger than them. Yeah. Because they go down in like two hits at this point. After you beat them, that same bouquet of flowers is sitting on the table. But when you go outside, now there's even more flowers. Please tell me you noticed that. Yes. Like, there's a ton of flowers sitting out there. 
And then you get up to the guy and he's like, oh man, I'm really rooting for you. I hope you do really good. You know, that was awesome. Because each time before you went in, that guy just kept telling you, yeah, you're going to die. Don't die. The first time he says that. And the second time he's like, okay, I'm going to be honest. I got a lot of money on you now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third time he's like, that's not even about the money. I just want to see you guys win. You're awesome. And so then you get to the championship and now everyone is cheering your praises. They're so excited to see you. And it's you and Aerith, and then two robots come out. Which are sponsored by Sam. Yes. And apparently these are the currently running champions. champions. Yeah. Then actually after you beat them, when you talk to him in that little room, all of his dead robot parts are sitting there. And he's like, do you have any idea how much these cost me? (laughs) None of this would be a problem if you had just done what I asked in the first place. Yeah. We wouldn't even be here if you had to just agreed, man. So... Sorry. Yeah, like, screw you, man. I really don't know what to tell you. I'm super glad to know that they're your robots. Can I destroy more robots for you? Do you have more robots for me to kill later? Because I would love to make your life terrible. Especially because I'm now in this situation partly because of you. And so after you beat the the two robots again, and surprise, surprise, turns out there's one more battle. And as soon as they announced it, Andrew, I just got so excited. They 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 came out, and, and Madam M is real mad. Yeah, she's livid because she thought she was getting her money, and then, oops. Like we had said a minute ago, she is very not cool with this sudden change of events. I will say, though, Eris' dress, wow. Yeah. Uh, Tifa looks gorgeous. Aerith looks amazing. I, I was legitimately stunned. Which, given everybody, given how everyone else reacts when you actually get to see her, like, I think like Johnny's like rolling out a red carpet for her. He and did. People and are like throwing flowers. Are going yeah, off. like it's like a huge deal. I'm like, are you? Wow. I'm like, okay, that's nuts. Which is really funny because the the dresses that you get if you don't do all her side quests look very plain in comparison. The the dresses that Cloud gets are are somewhat different. The dresses that Tifa gets are wildly different depending on the dress you choose. And Eris are one is wildly different, and then two are basically just plain like pajamas that she puts on. At least from my perspective, because I looked up all of them. Because I I mean, obviously at that point I'm curious. And I do know for a fact that once you beat the game, you can actually replay specific chapters if you want. So you can specifically go back and unlock all of the dresses, like individually without That's replaying cool. the whole game, which I also thought was a really, really nice touch. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that would also make things like, um, you know, like if you missed a certain side quest or something, you would get the chance to go back and do that. So that is nice. Almost like me missing those limit breaks because I got all past this section. I got out of Wall Market, out of Corneo. And everything. And then Andrew sends me a text message because we were talking about something else. He's like, oh, yeah, those new limit breaks. New what now? (laughs) New what? Where did you get new limit breaks? Oh, you know, back in the, you know, you do the tournament after you win. You can do the tournament stuff. Are you kidding me? But Andrew, I think everyone knows me well enough at this point to know. Even though I can only have 10 save files, 
I had a save file and I went back and I definitely got clouds. I didn't have a save file to get back all the way to Eris that didn't take me basically back to like chapter four. So there was no way I was doing that one. But I did go back and at least get clouds limit break. It was it was kind of funny, actually, because as soon as you finish the tournament, which we still need to talk about that last bit, but as soon as you finish it, the guy's like, hey, if you ever want to come back and, you know, maybe win some prizes or whatever, you're always up for it. And then I immediately hit the button. He's like, wait, you want to do it right now? That's the exact uh, same thing that happened for my wife, because I told her, yeah, do not leave there without getting those limit breaks, because they're not at all clear about what you can win. At all. I had no idea that doing some random thing was going to result in a new limit break, which is exactly why I didn't do it in the first place, because I was like, oh, I can always come back to this later. There is no coming back for Ascension later because it is so vital. It is so much more powerful than than, than Cross Slash. I've had bosses at half health and die with one limit break from Cloud. Yeah, using Ascension, Ascension is nuts. It is so insanely powerful. Uh, but yeah, the, back to my back to my last point. When they announced, it's the Hell House! I about died laughing. I had to pause the game and step away for a second because I was like, amazing. I was so happy. I had seen that the house was in it. I just like, didn't know where. I just love... One of my favorite things is that they did not, because I'll admit, I was a little scared that they were going to kind of like try to run away from some of the more absurd things that happened in Final Fantasy VII because like, oh, well, you know, that that was an old type of, you know, we we're telling a serious story or whatever. But if anything, they doubled down on it and it makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. Because now Hell, Ho- now Hell House isn't just a random encounter. It's It's a huge boss fight. And that fight was so much fun. Oh, it was great. It was fight it was basically like fighting a a gelatin from uh 10 or well pretty much any gelatin ever. It changes elements and you have to keep using the opposite element on it to weaken it and everything. Yeah. It was it was definitely a fun it was a fun battle. The only part that was kind of annoying is when it would throw up that shield and it just so happens that the section where it was throwing up the shield a ton is when I actually had my summon out. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, I kept having the problem, too, of like I would go to cast with whatever spell it needed and then it would throw up the shield. and I'd be like, really? Well, I didn't notice that it was actually doing what it was doing. I thought it was just changing colors at first. And I didn't realize it until I shot a blizzard at it. And then suddenly it healed. And I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, so I really need to pay attention. The other thing that got really annoying is when it would like jump up and like jump out of the arena. And I'm like, just come back down, man. This is just wasting everybody's time. I just shoot spells at it. I love that. That was a time that was opportunity for me to heal and opportunity to shoot massive spells at it. And then when it started flying around the ring, I'm like, this is great. I mean, it was an awesome fight. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm like, this is fantastic. What a surprise so that you didn't like the parts where you couldn't just smack it with your sword. No, it was just more like my issue was I didn't want to waste all of my MP on that part because I was going to need it when it came back down and I needed to hit it with the right element again. Yeah, at least I, that was my concern. I never once I didn't attack it once. As soon as I realized what it was doing, the problem I had was I had lightning on my sword, so I would never want to get close enough to it anyway. 
that and it kept sucking you in every few attacks. Yes. Yeah, so, it would open up its doors and like suck one of the party, one of the two of you in. I just kept a distance and just shot spells at it. That's all I did. And between Cloud's MP and Aerith's MP, I, I I think I had to use an ether a couple of times. There is one thing I will say about this game: I use items constantly. Yes, yeah, same here. And it's very generous with items too, because like other than for one thing, items are occasionally on sale, in which case I always buy up everything that's on sale. But other than that, I basically never buy items. You get item like it's very generous with items between the random crates you can break that sometimes have them or drops from enemies or treasure chests. Like they keep you pretty well stocked. I have never bought a single item with the exception of the ones that are on sale. Yeah. Same here. But there is another thing. One of the reasons I have it money is absolutely vital in this game to the point where people are complaining online that they don't, they're just, they're not giving us enough money. And I think they're taking that quintessential comment commentary about games of by the end of the game, you have so much money, it doesn't even matter. And they're like, fine, screw you. You're basically never going to get any money and you're really going to have to think about what you want to buy. Yeah. Gil is, I'm very particular about what I buy because I never feel like I have enough Gil. Yeah. Same here. I don't even buy the bracers and stuff that you get. That's like the one thing I do buy. So there's pretty much anything on the equipment tab I'll go for. Anything else, not at all. I, I, I won't even do those because if I have one of everything, I'm like, I can mix and match them to the point where if I absolutely have to have a double, I can just live without it and just put something else on them. The, the only thing... Accessories, I never buy accessories. I never buy materia except for like the ones that I get from Chadley for basically nothing because I just rely on what I find. But... Yeah, equipment I do make an exception for, and that's it. I only make an exception. The only thing I buy every single time is if there's a weapon. Oh, yeah, obviously. Weapon is always first priority. And I will say, at least, because in this section is where you get hard edge that we were talking about last episode. Yeah. And I think it was like a thousand gil. It was actually cheaper than a lot of the other stuff that 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 guy was selling, which was interesting to me. Bracers cost like 3,000 gil or something around this point, so I guess they probably just didn't want you to potentially miss the sword comparatively. So So for me, I think our paths are going to deviate here because there are side quests that I got that my wife definitely did not. There there are some things that I'm pretty sure both of us did, like I'm sure you did the squats. Oh yeah. That champion belt. Cloud's been using that ever since I got it. Oh yeah. Champion belt's amazing. It it is so worth it. Also, I thought the squats were significantly easier this time than they were in the original game. They were easier in the sense of the button presses were were Yes. But you had to they really made you push it. And then you had to like double hit X the second time around and I was not ready for that. If you made yeah, a mistake you had to mash. once you're at the point where you're flying, you have to start back at square one and it's so hard to catch up. I ended up beating everybody the first try every time. Yeah. But I made a mistake near the end, and I only beat the final guy by one. I think yeah, it, was, it was real close. I think it was like 37 to 36. I seriously only beat him by one. Except then my wife does it, and she she got like 49, something insane. And I'm like, wow, okay. And she normally hates that sort of stuff. Once again... The remake does not shy away from the mini games either. Like it has, 
it throws them in there, just like I was talking about with the original Final Fantasy VII. Like, there's there's a lot of little random things you can do. Oh yeah, for me, after you went back and and Johnny basically, this is Johnny comes running out of Madam's thing or whatever, and he says, "Hey, I was gonna check up on Aerith and whatnot," and uh, yeah, because because you're by yourself right now. As soon right, as you just, go back after that, Aerith leaves you to go do the dress. Right. And that's right. Johnny doesn't come back yet. Aerith leaves you to go do the dress. Madam M specifically told me, hey, there's this person you need to talk to. Since Aerith is going to be doing her her stuff, I need you to go deal with a couple of side stuff for me. There's a couple of okay. things around the town that you need to do. Interesting. Yeah, she specifically told me to go talk to Sam. Yeah. Well, that's that's because our paths deviated when when we did the the coin toss. So for me, uh, do you want to go through yours first? Or you want me to go through mine first? Uh, you start. You were already starting. So why don't you go ahead? So for me, I ended up going to where Sam was at, but I was not talking to Sam. That woman with the backpack was there that we didn't really talk about for Eris section. With the reporter, I, I'm realizing oh, yeah, we never the, went back the lady, to talk about that guy. Yeah, it was the, it was like the she was like the mystery angel of the slums or whatever. I am convinced that the angel of slums is like either Tifa or Aerith. I think it's the old lady. I think that was the only thing that made sense. I don't know. That old lady does not. I mean, yeah, she's like a pack rat and everything, and yeah, she steals the money from that guy. And she's and and then Cloud's like, well, isn't that stealing? And she's like, yeah, but he was supposed to give it to you anyway. So, but the only reason why I don't think it's her is because she knew that she's the one that told the reporter there was a massive monster there, and you probably shouldn't go. When you get there and you defeat that gigantic monster, there's a note that specifically says, "Hey, by the way, uh, hopefully you'll learn your lesson or whatever. Don't come finding me again." And then when you get back and you tell him, hey, I found this note, and she's like, oh, sorry, I would have never sent you there if I'd known that there would be a massive monster. I don't think it's her specifically because, and, and I don't know, it may not be Tifa or Aerith. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was her because she knew exactly where to go and everything else. I thought it was making it very clear that it was her, personally. Well, they were saying that she is the town gossip, and if there's anybody who knows everything, it's her. Yeah, And I was thinking she just happens to know that because she just needs to for the story. So I don't know. Maybe we find out later that it's somebody else. But right right now, I'm under the, the thought process that the Angel of Slums actually might be either either Tifa or, or Aerith. Only because, like, it's probably not. It just made sense that, you know, specifically Tifa or, or maybe Jesse... They're already doing like super secret missions all the time. It would make sense that they would also kind of be doing that maybe on the side. And there are other references because like people in the other sector, like specifically talk the the people at the orphanage specifically talk about Biggs and how he used to he comes around all the time. So I mean, like the av- the main avalanche squad definitely does make it a point to go around and try to help people. And so I was thinking that it might be like Tifa or Jesse. Or, or, or maybe to a lesser degree, Aerith, although it kind of sounds like Shinra keeps a close eye on her anyway. Also, if it was Aerith, I don't think she would have resisted being able to tell you about it because she loves talking about stuff. Yes, I know. That, that's why, to, to a lesser degree, I was like, ah, it's probably not her. But the, the chances that it could have been Jesse or Tifa, in my opinion, seem kind of high. 
And that's what I was kind of operating under. Now, honestly, I know that we've said multiple times that we are far in, in the game at this point. I legitimately still don't know. And I'm still operating under the assumption that it's Tifa or Jesse. But for me, when you talk to her, she is having a disagreement with one of the Chocobo ranchers. And the rancher's basically saying that the Angel of the Slums attacked a Chocobo ranch thing and left a note that basically says, I'm the garden of the slums and I'm stealing your stuff because whatever. Well, that stuff was meant for the orphans. And the lady is sitting there going, first of all, it's not even spelled right. Second of all, it's definitely not her. There's no way it could be her because she would never steal from the orphans. She steals from the rich and gives to the poor. You know, Robin Hood, whatever. He's like, no, it's definitely her. There's this note in everything. I don't understand why you're being so adamant about this. Which, Andrew, you're right. I know you probably didn't see this. That makes it seem an awful lot like it's her. Yeah, I was about to say, what you're describing really kind of makes it sound like it is her. I still don't think it's her. But you go out there, and you get there, and Andrew, I'm going to give you three guesses as to who it is. Who has stolen this this money? Burke's Bandits. You got it right. <laughs> it's Burke's Bandits again. All three of them, but this time they have a giant brute-looking guy who basically, his, his name is Grundy, and he looks, if you ever watched WWE wrestling, he looks like Kane. He's wearing a mask and everything. He's wearing red and black, and he's basically just a direct copy and paste. He doesn't say anything, and he just <laughs> is a gigantic dude who just comes in and starts beating on you. That's fantastic. And so you beat them again, and then then you go back and you tell her, hey, by the way, I kicked the crap out of them, and it was these three bandits, and he basically forces them to go back into town and turn themselves in. And the guy's like, oh, I guess it's not her then. Okay, well, that makes sense. However, I have to point out, when you leave, a note is lying on the ground from the actual angel of the slums, and I can't remember exactly what it says, something to the degree of thanks for the help or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then Cloud looks up, at the note and then looks at the old lady and is like, am I an accomplice now? <laughs> because it taught the note talks about Corneo or whatever. I still don't think it's her though. I know all signs. I know all signs are pointing to her. Andrew, I still do not think it's her. Okay. And I'm going to continue to not thinking that until it is confirmed that it is. Okay. Which I have I to assume it. they're going to confirm it in some way, shape or form, unless that is the confirmation, but you wouldn't even ever see that if you weren't doing the exact things that I'm doing. So it it seems like the fact that it keeps coming up, it's probably going to be revealed later. Yeah, maybe. And so then I think there's another side quest, so they don't exactly remember what it was. Well, so for me, there were, there were three side quests. One of them was the squats. Okay, th yeah, one of them was the squats for me too. Then my side quest from Sam um, is actually Johnny wanting to give me a tour of the city. Oh, joy. And, yeah. And the, the funny thing about it, and this is why I was surprised to hear that you had a different set, is Johnny's tour of the city is literally all those things you do in the original game to get all the components to dress up. I Yeah, I know that because my wife got the same dress and I saw that I, every single thing he's doing, it's 
going and talking to that guy, then going and buying the the secret sauce that they call it from the vending machine. That it it's it's literally step by step talking to the store owner because that's the one thing I kept doing. In my entire playthrough, I would walk over to the store owner. He'd be at his thing drinking or whatever, talking about his sorrows. And I'd go over to his son and he's like, Yeah, the dressmaker. Yeah. I need the inspiration. I need the inspiration. And I'm like, I'm trying to give it to you. I don't I don't know how to do it. I I, I thought I was not gonna get the, the right dress because that they 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 kept like it was d- definitely not at all the same stuff. Yeah, whereas for me, it was literally exactly the same thing, which I thought was interesting because yet you go to the guy in the bathroom in the restaurant and give him what he needs, like the the digestive, like all of these things. One thing that was an interesting touch about it, though, was um, it kept using your materia and it would like cloud, like cloud would, uh, it'd be like, you know, um, like to get the secret sauce. You had to use your assess materia, and the more times you had used assess, the better the results would be. So I got the real stuff because I had used it like 40-some times, it said. Yeah. And same like when you go to the restaurant, because there's that place where you go to the barbecue place, and th- that guy, it was slightly different because he wants to f- help to figure out why his food doesn't taste good, and you ha- you use your different elemental materials for that. like, And like it's actually... Cloud actually like takes the materia out and holds it in his hands, and that always throws me for a loop because every time they hold materia in their hands, it's like gigantic. But then when you socket it, it's super tiny. They're like pokeballs. Yeah. As soon as you go to install them, they just turn into like small pokeballs. They're like they marbles just fit on your belt. <laughs> like when you put them in there, they're like marbles or whatever. But then he like it's like a bowling ball when he's holding it. Because one of Tifa's the feather gloves that I have for her. Yeah. The, she, there, there's spots for like four materia and whenever I see her in a movie she's got all this materia like sticking out of her just it reminds me of that dude from Advent Children who has, who just like sticks like six materia just into his arm and then he's like shooting off magic through that <laughs> and I'm like oh gross but then when they hold materia it's so large yeah so anyway yeah, you go through the entire thing you help the guy get his inspiration back. You go get the sauce. You get all of those things. And you just go through, which is why I was really surprised to hear you say that you had a different set of things. Because I'm like, but that that's what you do at Wall Market. Yeah. So, so no, I had a completely different set. And then Madam M had me. The, th- that's right. The other, the other quest for me was Madam M had me go do another fight in the Coliseum. Same here, but it was Sam. And she shows up and she's like, hey, I've got this fight for you. You know, go do this thing. And Cloud's like, aren't you supposed to be doing the stuff with Aerith? She's like, oh, my girls are taking care of her makeup. And honestly, it's a lot. So I just needed to come out and take a break. And I'm like, okay, you've really been dumping on Aerith this whole time. Because <laughs> every time she's like, she talks to Aerith, she's like, you're going to need a lot of work. And that plain Jane makeup of yours and Aerith just the whole time is like, ouch. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, no, for me, it was the same thing, but it was Sam who wanted to have me do the fight. And so when I got back. It was cool, though, because you get a staff for Aerith, I think. If I remember right. I think this is the one. I think this is right. I think you win the staff for Aerith. I'm pretty sure this is the one where you get Ray of Judgment. Yeah. And it's 
the most insane, ridiculous thing I've ever seen, and I love it. I absolutely love using Ray of Judgment. Once I went back to Madam M, then she comes out and because uh, after after you do all that, you 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 go back, you talk to Aerith. I'm assuming that's the same thing that happened for you. Yeah, that's when you get the when she gets her because Johnny well, no, you, comes you out to to- and he says. You have to go help Tifa. And then he right. walks you all the way there and is like, okay, I'm not going in. And then you talk to Leslie with a punchable face. And then you right. walk back out and suddenly Aerith is there. Johnny is there with Aerith because Cloud specifically says, cool, tell Aerith to stay put. I am not going, like, I'll deal with this. I'll figure it out when I get there. Aerith shows up and, and he, he, the first thing Cloud asks is, hey, did you get my message? Yeah, I got it. I just didn't care. Once again, Aerith is like, no, whatever. I do what I want. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I got your message. I just don't care. End of conversation. She says that Andrea Rodea has picked you, taken an interest on you, that Madam M told her this, and that that never happens for anybody. So you walk there, and you get to finally visit the Honeybee Inn. Now, I have a question for you, Andrew. Did you ever go behind the Honeybee Inn? I did. So you talked to the orphanage lady? Yes, I did. <laughs> really funny like, that Aerith follows you everywhere, but she specifically did not follow you back there. Yeah, because the lady's like, look, please don't tell the kids, but I've always wanted to be a dancer, and this is my only opportunity to do that. <laughs> and so later on, when you're actually playing as Aerith, I specifically tried to go back there so I could be like, ha Gotcha! <laughs> yeah, you couldn't go back there. It wasn't even an option, and it was very disappointing for me. That's funny. But you go into the Honeybee Inn, and all the girls are dressed like honeybees. As expected. And very tasteful. You look into each one of the rooms, and funny, Johnny's father's in there, because of course he is. Of course. What was really funny about that is my wife ended up talking to Johnny's father beforehand, and he's he was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm here for business. I never want anything to do with you know this whole polite town and everything yep. like that." And wow, what yeah, a surprise that you're here! I didn't even know that conversation was even possible until I was watching her play through it. And that's the thing; like, I'm actually getting a lot more detail from me playing through it and then her playing through it because I see it twice. That's funny. Uh, one, I will say, speaking of that. Uh, the inspiration that the guy was looking for is apparently a VIP card to the Honeybee Inn. That's what it actually winds up being. Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. From, from from seeing all the girls. Yep. And uh, the Shinra guy is in there. The I, I think the guy getting the acupuncture massage is the Shinra manager. Because interestingly enough, that same Shinra manager that keeps showing up is also outside of the Honeybee Inn after the whole dance sequence. You can specifically go up and talk <laughs> to him as Aerith. You can even talk to him as as Cloud in the in the dress, and he just doesn't recognize you at all. Yeah, you can talk to. I talked to uh, Chadley in the dress. Oh, that he, was so he, perfect. It was. He was like, uh, um. You, you, very pretty, miss. Uh, I I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he's 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 like the typical like kid who doesn't know what to do when a pretty girl talks to him. Yeah, the the awkward teenager. So you have so then you go in and uh, Andrea does this whole. The whole point is you've got to dance 
dance with Andrea. Yeah, and so to prove your worth, so to speak. This is what I thought was going to make a difference in terms of like how quality your dress was, was how good you did this dance thing, and apparently it has nothing to do with anything. The thing is, I have no idea because my my wife made a lot of mistakes, and I totally get why because it's it the practice was really easy, but then as soon as you go and do it, it's like impossible. Because, like, the dance scene that's going on is very distracting, partially because I want to see what's happening. It's but also, flying around the screen, and half the time, it cuts the camera behind the pulls over, and suddenly, boom, you need to hit a button immediately. Yeah, or it, it will, like, the, the button prompt will go behind the character, so I don't even know what it is. One time, there were two button prompts in s- some order I don't know, because there were... All you could see is both colors, and it was between both of them. And the camera angles made it so difficult to see what was actually going on. Yeah. What was, it was nice is that each button was the color of the button. So when it was flying by, even before you could see the actual button, the stream was like green, purple, uh, blue, or red. So you knew exactly what button you were going to have to press, even if you hadn't seen the prompt yet. Yeah despite the difficulty I had with it, like it was a cool sequence. I, I wish I could just have watched it though, because like, I really wanted to see their dance and I have no idea what happened. Cause I was focused on the button prompts and just watch it on YouTube. I mean, I will, but like, it was just a complaint that I wish that had been done a little better in that context because I didn't like not being able to see it. Yeah. But I don't really know how they would do that. And you not other than watching it later, somebody else do it. I don't really know how you're supposed to take all that information in. I didn't really have a problem. Personally, I didn't have a problem keeping up with the... Yeah, the button presses were difficult, but I wasn't super stressed out about it, and I was definitely taking in everything that I saw. I saw, again, when my wife was playing it, and I I don't feel like I missed anything. And the one thing that I absolutely loved during this whole sequence was Aerith's excitement during this she, process. She has different responses based on how good you're doing, too, I think. And as it progresses, right before they're about to do the reveal of, of Cloud in the dress, she's literally about to explode, and I loved it. She's like, ah, yes! She's so excited about this. She is, and- like, so pumped that this is happening. And it's wild because they do it right there on stage. This is just a show at the Honey Bee Inn where they're just like putting Cloud in this dress and stuff. And I'm like, oh. And then they do another dance later or after that. And I got the lavender dress, although it everybody lists it as white, which doesn't make any sense to me because it's very clearly lavender. It's the dress that most resembles the one from the original game. And I know for a fact that you would have, because Sam gives it to you, you got the blue and black dress. Yes. And I also know, no matter what happens, Corneo chooses you regardless. Okay, I was wondering about that, because I didn't know if, like I said, if it was just based on the dance or whatever. So Cloud always gets picked, huh? That's interesting. The only thing I don't know is, does Cloud get picked with the black dress? I have personally seen Lavender, because I got it myself, and my wife got blue and black, so I saw that Cloud also got picked. I would assume he probably gets picked that, yeah. Probably because that's a much better sequence because Cloud being an absolute jerk to him is just perfection. It is. But we'll talk about Don Corneo 
uh, and the conclusion of Wall Market in the next episode. Because uh, this is going to have to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. As always, you can contact us through email or Twitter or via our Discord. And the information will, of course, be in the description for the episode. Maybe next time we'll be a little bit more focused, but I still hate Shinra. Shinra.